Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome on this leap year day, February 29th. Yep, we are broadcasting on a leap year. Hello to everybody who is coming in and jumping on in the United States and around the world. Welcome, welcome uh, to our friends here in the United States of America and those in other nations. We are all glad to have you here with us and to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. They do such an amazing job. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. We have got some power-packed uh, words to talk about and, and one open vision and one dream as well. So there's a word from the Lord. There's an open vision and there's a dream. And we're going to talk about all three today. Also, early next week, we're going to be doing part three of Eagle Pass. This is going to be epic. This part three, there are so many other things to Eagle Pass and the eclipse that's coming and what's happening in Texas right now that affects the nation. So mark your calendars for that. We will be announcing. Uh, it'll either be Tuesday or Wednesday, but we will announce. So mark your calendars for that as well. Hello, everyone. I see so many people jumping on. Uh, we are back from Louisiana. I'll open in prayer and then we'll talk about that a little bit before we get into the word of the Lord and the open vision and the dream. So, Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality and might. Father, we give you all the glory, honor and praise due your precious holy name. We humble ourselves before you this day, asking you to forgive us of our sins, Lord. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Lord. We praise you. Your mercies are new every single day. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come before your throne, that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives. So you, your will and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach to the earth and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his own blood. He was beaten, bruised, crushed, and pierced for our sin and iniquity. And when he said it is finished, he made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. And Lord, we praise you that Jesus Christ rose again in three days as was prophesied. And after appearing to many, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful, righteous, victorious place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate before your throne. And we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, to fill this place, Lord, that your power would saturate the atmosphere, that it would go forth mightily, Father God, that you would go before us in this. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you fill me and you fill us with all wisdom, counsel, my power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, allow us the humble privilege of being vessels of your power, Lord. And Father, take all the glory for yourself. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, Lord. Take all the glory for yourself. The battle is yours, Lord. You are the potter. We are most certainly just the clay. 
We are the dust of the earth without your breath of life in us, Lord. And we praise you, Father God. You are the author and finisher of our faith. Let your name be glorified above all in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So a few things, and then we're going to get right into the word of the Lord, and we'll go into the open vision, uh, the dream, and then the, no, the open vision, and then the dream. So this is what we're going to do. So we're back from Louisiana, our first time in Louisiana. The Lord strategically sent me there after Speaker Johnson was elected as Speaker of the House, because I was asked to come New Year's Eve, and the Lord said, no, it's not time yet. And we had then made the plans for late February, not knowing that Speaker Johnson would be elected. And so the Lord sent me to Louisiana for the first time ever after that, which was prophetic in itself. Bilbo's are amazing people. What amazing people. You know, they knew Kim Clement also. They were very close with him and his family. And uh, what amazing people. They treated me and Chris so well. Uh, and we are very grateful for that. And we will be going back. So all glory be to God for that. So we have a couple of items to get to now. And some of it are pictures to show you from some of our time there. But first and foremost, we have a moderator today who has a very special birthday, Renee Gregorick. Happy birthday, Renee. You're an amazing moderator and we love you. And so everybody say happy birthday in the chat to Renee, please. Today, it's her special day. And we just pray the Lord's blessings and favor and strength upon her as she goes forth in this next year. Also, Laura Hawthorne. I have to thank Laura Hawthorne. She sent me all of her CDs. She also sent gifts for the animals. And so thank you so much, Laura. She is also a singer. So we got many of her CDs and she sent us many gifts for the animals. So Laura, we so appreciate that. And we thank you for that. Uh, and Chris loves music. So basically Chris will probably at some point be playing these CDs. Okay. Also picks. We got animal picks and we got picks from our time in Louisiana. Cause any city we go to that has a zoo, Chris wants to go to the zoo because he's unaware that we already live in a zoo and it's called the Ark. So he wants to go to the zoo, any city we go to that he hears there's one. So here we are at the New Orleans Zoo, beautiful zoo, beautiful place. And so we went with the Bilbo's. Yep. Chris loves monkeys, by the way. Won't let me get one, but loves them. So we went to go see uh, the elephants and the monkeys and the primates uh, and we went to, uh, oh, there's an orangutan. Yep. Went up atop the pole to look down on us. Basically is <laughs> what he did. Very, they're very entertaining and they're very smart. So I got that key shot right there and we got pictures of our animals from the sanctuary to show you there's Archie and Noble. Everything is like thawing out now that we're coming into March. So basically all the snow has gone away because we had so much rain. So there's Archie and Noble hanging out. There is the elusive Bruce. So Bruce only comes out at night when everybody leaves and me and Cyrus go upstairs to see him. So we call him the elusive Bruce. We've had Bruce for well over nine years now. That's a great picture that our staff got of him. 
That's Sadie. She's our oldest cat at the sanctuary. She is 14 and a half years old and she has a lot of life left in her. She's the one where you see her tail going across all the time, the camera. This is the perpetrator right here. And here's Snow, one of our miniature horses at the sanctuary. Snow looks like he got electrocuted in this picture. But his hair, uh, his hair is just all over the place. What He's a beautiful horse and he's got a funny personality. So that's a great shot they got also. There's Boots. Boots was the most unadoptable cat at Hudson Valley Animal Rescue. And we took him because he was the most unadoptable cat. They could not get him adopted because of his feralness and because he would just was very introverted with people. Uh, and now him and Cyrus are running around the house together and he has totally come out of his shell. Uh, and so it took over a year. But Boots is well on his way to just, you know, being a very, very happy cat. And there's Mr. Pete showing off his feathers. Do you know the colors of a peacock uh, are the colors that are in the throne uh, of God? When they talk about the colors of the throne of God in scripture, there are some of your colors right there. So you could tell spring is coming because Mr. Pete is strutting his stuff around the sanctuary. And this is while we were in Louisiana, Cyrus, Missy, and Chester decided to all get up on the bed together in one of the guest bedrooms and hang out because I don't mind they go on the bed. Chris, I don't know what it is, but he minds when the dogs go on the bed. I don't mind it so much. Now, when Cyrus jumps on our bed, it's like a small horse got up on our bed. But uh, this is one of the guest bedrooms, and uh, they absolutely love to go up there together and hang out, especially when I'm away. And our sanctuary staff that does such an amazing job with them while I'm away so I can go do that part of my job uh, takes wonderful care of them. So that is now we're going to get into the meat today. Now that we've shown you um, so many different pictures uh, and, and shots from uh, New Orleans and from uh, the sanctuary. And I'll tell you, New Orleans is an interesting place. You feel it. Like you get into that area and you're like, whoa, like the spiritual atmosphere there is intense. The spiritual atmosphere in New York is intense. So it's nothing I'm not used to, but you've got voodoo shops, you know, and these witchcraft shops and you've got tons of psychics in the street. I was running interference and actually praying against the readings as they were happening. As we're driving by, I'm running interference on the psychic readings uh, because I, it's just, let me tell you, New Orleans needs a lot of deliverance and God bless the Bilbos for being down there. So what happened was on February 25th, Sunday night, while I was preaching in Louisiana, the spirit of the Lord hit me so hard. I prophesied for almost 15 minutes straight. And by the time I was done, I almost collapsed. There was so much power that went through my flesh. I felt like I was going to collapse. And this wonderful doctor who they have, who's a holistic doctor, ran up to the stage and stayed there to make sure I was going to be okay. So I very much appreciate that he did that. Uh, what a nice family. His mom helped me during that night, but he stayed with me. But the power that went through and that hit, I almost collapsed by the time I was done. So we thank our team because they got the transcript because this word needs to be read. There's a lot in this word. It needs to be read now uh, and, and put out in this manner. And then we're going to get into the other two items for the evening. So. 
This is, I think, four pages, four or five pages long. So, so get ready because this is sobering, uh, and this is powerful, and this is poignant. And so, here we go. Bless your holy name, Lord. We bless your holy name. And the Spirit of the Lord says this day. The hour is approaching, my children, the marching of victory in the distance, the marching of the word in the distance, coming forth to fulfill as my word, my breath, the pneumos has gone out ahead. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, when you hear marching in your state, says the Lord, when you hear the marching, you will know that I, the Lord thy God, have gone out ahead of you to strike the camp of the enemy, to bind the devourer, to issue judgment against the gods that have run rampant and put filth in your streets, that have laid down refuse, that have tried to put a stench on your children, that have tried to bind them up with every taunt and every cause and every lie, and has tried to bind them up and herd them in like cattle and brand them for his purposes. Thus says the Lord, the spirit that has attempted to do this, that has attempted to brand your children, that has attempted to brand your city, those that have been branded with those marks, says the Lord, those that are the ones, excuse me, those that are the ones who will be delivered. And those are the ones that are going to turn and proclaim my works in your state and your cities. They may be branded on their arms, says the Lord. They may be branded on their bodies, says the Lord. But those marks that the enemy meant for evil to take territory, I, the Lord thy God, shall brand my name on their hearts and on their minds, and they shall turn on the very one that branded them and promise them every delicate dainty, says the Lord. They shall turn and they shall lift my name above this state, meaning Louisiana, says the Lord. They shall lift up my holy name above all. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, is my arm too short that it cannot reach? Is my hand too short that it cannot save you? Come unto me humbly, says the Lord. The grace period, says the Lord, is thinning with leadership in your nation, with leadership in Israel, says the Lord. The grace period is thinning. Humbly come unto me now and surrender before they physically come for you to destroy you. Now I'm going to read that again because this is important. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, is my arm too short that it cannot reach? Is my hand too short that it cannot save you? Come on to me humbly, says the Lord. The grace period, says the Lord, is thinning with leadership in your nation. With leadership in Israel, says the Lord. The grace period is thinning. Humbly come on to me now and surrender before they physically come for you to destroy you. So this is a warning to to some leadership in the nation. Not destroy what you've built destroy you, says the Lord, for that is set in their sights. And the ancient ones, says the Lord, that have been released from the abyss in this hour are going to bring an outcry against the people of God. Thus says the Lord, I have equipped you with every good and perfect gift that comes from above. I have given you your weapons of warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through God, not through man, through God to the pulling down, 
and destruction of strongholds. And I have equipped you for this. And I have equipped you to stand before my throne, says the Lord, and petition my courts and use the power and authority I have given you to issue judgment against that spirit, says the Lord, where it has to let go of the heart of this nation. For, says the Lord, this nation needs a heart change. It needs a heart transplant, says the Lord. The soul of this nation has been in torment. And I allowed it, says the Lord. I allowed it. I allowed it to wake my people from their slumber. I allowed it to bring the army of the living God into order. And I allowed it to mobilize you as my people to bring forth one of the greatest victories in your history. In your history, Louisiana, in your history and your history, America, to bring forth a great spiritual victory that will cause the high places to come down and will cause the highest courts in the land to get into order with my agenda that will cause the Supreme Court of Louisiana to rule on monumental cases the way I, the Lord, say it should be ruled. For I, the Lord, am grabbing a hold of the heart of the judges, and I will take their hearts of stone, and I will bring forth hearts of flesh, and gentle, humble spirits will come out of some of them, says the Lord. And others who refuse and stand in their defiance and stand indignant in their status, their seat shall give way, says the Lord, and there shall be yet another replaced, says the Lord. For I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I raise kings up and I bring them low. I raise up shepherds and I bring them low. And I, the Lord, have brought forth an appointed time around the month of August for an overturning of the wicked tables that have exchanged America like a slave on the chopping block that has enslaved the people, that has oppressed the areas. Around that time, says the Lord, the table of that money changer shall be overturned, says the Lord. It shall be flipped and it shall be overturned and their transaction canceled, says the Lord. For in the darkness, they are moving about attempting to bring forth another bidder, says the Lord. Another bidder for your highest seats. And they are attempting to bring that big bidder forth out of the shadows, says the Lord. And they shall bring it forth and you, my children, you shall discern because of my word and because what is being spoken forth this day, you will discern, says the Lord. The enormous switch they are attempting to do to put the enemy's idol and the enemy's puppets and the enemy's trophies in the highest seats. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, the attempt against the life of Speaker Johnson shall fail, says the Lord. It shall be disarmed and brought low before the people. Remember, this was February 25th. You will not touch one hair on his head, says the Lord, not one nor the head of his family. For I, the Lord, have spoken it forth this day. And as you try and attempt because of the other nations you have brought to my altar, strange fire, says the Lord, it's strange fire. And because you have done that, says the Lord, you shall see my glory move away and depart and rest on those that have truly sought me with all humility. Those who even in the midst of loss have sought me and have pursued me, says the Lord. It shall rest upon them now, says the Lord. And what you bring to the altar of foreign gods, says the Lord, those deals shall be impaled through, 
says the Lord, shall be impaled through by my word, by my spirit, by my truth going forth, and it shall be impaled and punctured and pierced, and their minions scattered from it. For they shall scatter, says the Lord, they shall scatter in this hour. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. I, the Lord, am arising and lifting up my voice in this hour, and I am coming forth for those who have challenged me and my holiness and my sanctity. And I am coming forth, says the Lord, with my holy word and my holy judgments. And those that have challenged me shall find the very judgments upon them that they have blasphemed my name with, that they have tainted my house with, that they have littered it with. They shall find it upon them because they challenged the sanctity of Almighty God. And they challenged me and they challenged my word. And they challenged those who I have anointed and appointed for such a time to uniquely go forth with my truth, the precision of my truth, in order to convict a generation, says the Lord, that needs to be raised up in this hour, mobilized, brought into order cleanse, delivered, and go forth mightily in this nation to take territory away that the enemy illegally took. And I, the Lord, am authorizing it in this hour. I am authorizing it, says the Lord. I am authorizing my people, says the Lord, to go forth for my glory and in all humility and take those regions back for me, says the Lord. Luke chapter eight, says the Lord. Luke chapter eight, it takes one being delivered for an entire city to be set free. One that's willing to go forth and proclaim my works. And as you proclaim my works, says the Lord, I shall bring you forth and elevate you and restore unto you what seem lost. I shall restore it unto you in this hour. And as other leadership is brought low, I, the Lord, shall restore it unto you and give it back unto you pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I shall pour it into your lap. Well done, my good and faithful servant, says the Lord. You have run the race that is set before you. You have endured. You have pressed in for more of me. And I, the Lord, shall pour it out onto you in this season that my glory will hit this area. My glory is going to hit areas in DC. My glory is going to hit areas in the Midwest. My glory shall pour out and you shall see entire cities transformed. My glory will pour out in Chicago, says the Lord. They will disarm, says the Lord. Gangs will put down their weapons. They will put them down and they will walk away because there is a seed that has been planted in Chicago, says the Lord. There is a seed that is about to bloom in that area that will affect the entire state of Illinois all the way to the governorship, says the Lord. Believe in me. Trust in me. Cleave unto me in this hour and my word. Obey the instructions I give you. For in this hour I shall give you instructions and I shall give you what to say. And I shall give you precision. And I shall have you step out in faith with me to say it, says the Lord. And as you do, you will watch entire areas of this nation begin to turn over. You will see it in Israel, says the Lord. My people will call on the name of Yeshua. 
The IDF will call on the name of Yeshua in this hour for a great victory to come forth and for their government to be gutted down to the hollow, says the Lord. For that nation as well must be cleansed. And in this hour, the United States and brother Israel will be cleansed in tandem. In tandem, says the Lord. And the outcry of my glory will go forth out of Israel and it will rattle the nations around it. It will shake the nation of Jordan, says the Lord. And the outcry will go up in your nation, says the Lord. And it will shake the foundations of this nation that you will see leaders flee Washington, D.C. because they can't stand to be in the glory, says the Lord. For my glory is going through the streets and the square, says the Lord. And it is descending. And my power is going to overturn offices, says the Lord. It's going to overturn halls, says the Lord. It's going to overturn Congress, says the Lord. It's going to overturn committees, says the Lord. Because I am God, says the Lord. There is no other. There is no other. I am, says the Lord, the righteous judge. And I sit and weigh and judge the matters of men. And in this hour, I shall do so in accordance to my word. And you shall see a great change and a great flood come forth. And you shall see that flood bring down strongholds that have been there for decades. It is going forth now at my word, because I, the Lord, have spoken it. And the word shall go forth this day and accomplish everything that was spoken. Thus saith the Lord of hosts in Jesus' name. And that's where that word ends. All glory be to God. I can feel it. I can feel it. Rereading that word, the power that was on that word when it was delivered in that region of Louisiana. Uh, because Louisiana, there is a key to Louisiana and why Speaker Johnson was placed there. And it goes back to the Louisiana Purchase. So if you go back and look at the Louisiana Purchase in this nation, it goes back to that because things are coming full circle. So I wanted to say that also. Okay, now we have other things to talk about. We have an open vision and we have a dream. So there's a lot in this and all glory be to God for it. But it, this is some interesting uh, stuff and events that have occurred. So We'll get to the dream in a moment. I want to go to the open vision because it's fresh in my mind. It happened during the night, last night, actually. So it happened on a leap year, which I think is interesting that the Lord allows me to have this open vision, literally, on a leap year. And this was the vision. I saw an image. There was a package. It wasn't an enormous package, but there was a package. And there was a post office label on that package. And the name on the label said the Briscoe family. And when I saw that, I came out of it. B-R-I-S-K-O, the Briscoe family. Now, I didn't know who these people were. I had no clue these people existed. When I had the open vision, I went and did some research today. So let me read this to you because Watch this family right now, and I'll explain why in a minute, but many of the Briscoes, now they changed the spelling. It was B-R-I-S-K-O when they came over to America, but then they changed it to B-R-I-S-C-O-E-S. 
Many of the Briscoes in America are descended from Robert Briscoe, B-R-I-S-K-O, who came with William the Conqueror to England in the year 1066. Over the years, spelling of the name changed from Briscoe to Briscoe, B-R-I-S-C-O, and sometimes they add the E. About the time that Dr. John Briscoe came to America in 1634, the E was added for those of this line. Now, unrest, poverty, and persecution caused thousands to look for opportunity and freedom in North American colonies. The crossing was long, overcrowded, unsanitary, and came, on, it came at a great expense. So many of these families settled on the East Coast of North America in communities that would form the backbone of what would become the great nations of the United States and Canada. The American War of Independence caused those who remained loyal to England to move north to Canada as United Empire loyalists. In the 20th century, okay, there were other Scottish families, it talks about, that crossed over, okay? But, hold on here. Okay, so there was a Cumberland that settled in America in 1632, soon after the Mayflower, the Mayflower. Anne Briscoe settled in Virginia in 1635. But where is this family now, the Briscoes? Well, we have an article here to show you because this has to do with Texas. And I will show you why that this vision had to do with Texas. Okay. Heirs fight over Big Daddy's $1 billion fortune. Children of former Texas Governor Dolph Briscoe. Former Texas Governor Dolph Briscoe squabble over his ranch, the largest in the state after one daughter died and her sole heir was mysteriously killed with a shotgun. This is going on in Texas right now. Okay. This fight over uh, the, the Texas governor, Dolph Briscoe, who probably descended from the Briscoes, B-R-I-S-K-O, okay? And now there's this huge fight in Texas with everything else going on in Texas over this fortune. And this fortune probably influences parts of Texas. So I would watch this family right now. Uh, when it comes to Texas and what's happening in Texas, because there's a reason the Lord showed me um, the name Briscoe. There is a reason, and it's probably tied to Texas. And so just keep watch for that family name to come up. Okay. Now, we have another article to show, because I want to show this happening in Texas right now, too. UH, I think this is the University of Houston, cancels event as anti-abortion group protests satanic statue on the campus. Let's see what the statue is. Oh, look who it is. It's the same statue that's atop the New York City courthouse. The larger version of the statue was across in a park, and now they have conveniently, before the eclipse, while Eagle Pass is going on and the historic wildfires in Texas moved this Ishtar-looking statue to Texas. This is exactly what they did with the Arch of Baal. If you remember, they strategically moved the Arch of Baal 
from New York City to other locations around the world in an election year. What are they doing now? They are strategically taking this Ishtar-looking statue that is supposed to be in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was very much had to do with fertility and abortion. They have now moved it from New York and put it on display in Texas. Now, the path of totality is an eagle past Texas for the eclipse. Houston is about five hours from Texas, but you've got the immigration battle. You have historic wildfires, and in election year, they decide to take this statue that is also atop the New York City courthouse, where the headlines said, move over, Moses. There's a new female lawgiver in town, and they have strategically now moved it. There it is. There it is in its entirety. Thank you. Watch. Just watch. Because we're going to talk about this next week with Eagle Pass Part 3, because there is so much here that we still have not delved into um, that it is it, it is amazing uh, what is really going on with that and um, and the eclipse that's coming. So that'll be Part 3 next week. But the fact they took this statue... Now, remember, they put this statue up on top of the New York City courthouse at the end of January. The indictment started in March. Now, in the middle of the immigration battle, they decide to take the larger version of the statue and move it to Texas into the middle of one of their sprawling cities. Where was the Archer Bale moved? In the middle of New York City, a major city in that state. So they're doing the same thing with this. And so just watch, just watch and pray and be watchmen with this because something serious is up that they have moved this into position in Texas before the eclipse. So just keep that in mind. Now, I'll show you something else. Uh, another article about the wildfires, and then we're going to get into some other things. So deadly Texas wildfires torch 1 million acres, the largest blaze in state history. Conveniently in an election year, conveniently while Eagle Pass is going on, conveniently while the statue is moved down here, conveniently where the path of totality is in the eclipse in Eagle Pass, Texas, you've got the largest wildfire in history now breaking out in Texas. They are drawing a spiritual line from New York to Texas. Is exact. Watch this line because they're drawing it. And it's apparent to those that have eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit has to say, but they are drawing it. So, so pray right now for the leadership of Texas that is standing against this corrupt agenda of this corrupt government and the judicial branch and is taking a stand with immigration and the cartels. Pray for them right now because they are trying to literally draw a spiritual line and open a portal to overthrow leadership in Texas right now. So just keep that in prayer. And I feel that all over when I'm saying that from the Lord. So just keep uh, them in prayer. I'm going to read to you, and then we're going to get into the dream. The dream is coming, okay? But July 7th, 2021, and the Spirit of the Lord says this day, 
The temperature is rising in your nation, my children. The temperature is rising in your nation, not only in the natural, but in the realm of the spirit. For in this time, in this hour, there is going to be a boiling point set, says the Lord. There is a boiling point that has been set, says the Lord thy God this day. There is a temperature that has been set. There is a time that has been set and the components are reaching their boiling point. And this is the time. And this is the hour, says the Lord thy God this day, where you will see different parts of your nation, different components of your nation reach their crescendo, says the Lord, reach their boiling point, reach a point, says the Lord thy God this day, where things will spill over, will spill over, he says it again, and will spill out. Clashes, says the Lord thy God this day, shall spill over and spill out, says the Lord. What has been hidden behind agendas of immigration. Now, this is back in 2021, July 7th, 2021. So this word is encroaching on three years old. What has been hidden behind the agendas of immigration, says the Lord, shall bubble over and spill over and come to a clash at the border and spill out, says the Lord thy God this day. Well, to get to a boiling point, what do you need? Fire. You need fire. Just remember that. Watch Texas in this hour, says the Lord. Watch Texas, says the Lord, for there is pressure building in Texas and there shall be events that occur in Texas against the leadership attempting to thwart them and attempting to harm them in order to move them out of the way strategically, says the Lord thy God this day. For Texas is one of those standing strong right now. Texas is one of those leading the charge. Texas, says the Lord thy God this day, is a purse prize, is a purse prize because of upcoming votes, elections, and audits, says the Lord thy God this day. Watch the rumblings out of Texas, says the Lord. Watch the border in that area, says the Lord thy God this day. Watch the Senate leaders in Texas right now and the congressmen, says the Lord thy God this day. For some of them, there will be attempts. They have been targeted. They have been targeted. Pray for Ted Cruz right now. Just pray for Ted Cruz and his family. For the stance they are taking, uh, for the stance they are taking, those says the Lord. The minority that are speaking as a voice of truth right now, that are speaking as voices of truth from their state, that are speaking as voices of truth from the Senate floor in Washington, D.C. Watch, says the Lord thy God this day, as an attempted hostile takeover attempts to remove some of them from their positions. However, says the Lord, I see all things. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. And I, the Lord thy God, shall expose those plans. I shall expose them to the people. I shall expose them and thwart them in such a way that even you will see the media sing and carry such headlines, says the Lord, for there will be secrets revealed through that, says the Lord thy God this day, that will come out in this hour and says the spirit of the Lord this day, hold fast, my children, to your faith. Faith is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. And in this hour, says the Lord thy God this day, sophisticated arguments of principalities, of leadership, of those in Congress, of leaders of states, sophisticated arguments of those corrupted in my house shall be destroyed and cast down in this hour, says the Lord. For I am the righteous judge, says the Lord thy God this day. I am holy.
Be thou holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, get your house in order, my children. Get in order with me. Get in order with my will. Get in order with my word in this hour. So that is almost three years old, that word. It's two and a half years old. And that this is happening now. You need fire to get to a boiling point. The Lord that long ago was highlighting this issue in Texas that we see happening now. So just watch because there's going to be multiple bait and switches across the country. Watch Texas because it can be thwarted. There are those in leadership in Texas that have gotten a rude awakening that have woken up, that have turned from their corruption and are now standing on the right side of history. So pray for them. Okay, now, July 13th, 2022, and we'll get to the dream in a moment, I promise. We just have to go through these few things. July 13th, 2022. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing, says the Lord of hosts? The wicked take counsel together. However, I, the Lord thy God, shall hold them in derision. For I laugh at the wicked and their foolish plans. That's Psalm 2. For the devourer shall be commanded to turn on those who released such a foul spirit and a foul stench shall hit the capital of Washington, D.C. A foul stench shall fall upon Albany, says the Lord of hosts. A foul stench shall fall upon the legislative body in Texas, says the Lord of hosts. A foul stench shall come upon Georgia. Now, this is this is almost two years ago, says the Lord, and the capital of Pennsylvania. A foul stench, indeed, the product of their misgivings, says the Lord of hosts, the product of their corrupt dealings. What a stench in my nostrils, says the Lord of hosts. These leaders have released, and it shall fall upon them. The stench of shame and humiliation shall fall upon them. They shall be cloaked in it, says the Lord of hosts. For I have given time and I have given mercy. I have allotted a time of grace for such leadership, and now that time of grace for them has thinned and the pit of their own making they shall now fall into says the Lord of hosts for the pit that they have dug shall now be their downfall and the net that they have laid for my capital people they shall now be trapped in themselves says the Lord and says the spirit of the Lord this day it is my capital desire that none shall perish None that's capitalized. However, says the Lord, these leaders, their convoy have made a choice, says the Lord. They have chosen whom they will serve. And now I, the Lord, your God, from my throne shall evoke and enact my capital rulings and begin to unseat and remove such from the states that have been the most active behind the curtain. For the curtains are being pulled back and all those directing such a production shall be exposed. Who have been operating in the shadows in Texas shall be exposed. For the tentacles of the wicked have wrapped themselves around the leadership of Texas and has blackmailed them to look the other way from the border, says the Lord of hosts. They took dirty money, says the Lord, laundered from Mexico, laundered from the enemy's drug market. They took such, says the Lord, and it has ensnared them to look the other way. But it shall come to a clashing head at the border, says the Lord of hosts, as a severe hit to the cartel, a holy hit carried out by my capital army, says the Lord, shall tumble them and their interest and their markets and their avenues and buyers back, 
says the Lord, as they shall lose an alarming amount of their claim, as events in Texas now begin to unfold, for I, the Lord thy God, shall pinch, that's capitalized, their channel, and it shall block the flow, says the Lord. For the time has come for their cup of iniquity to be poured out, for the blood of the innocent is crying out from the earth. It testifies against them, says the Lord of hosts, as did the blood of Abel, against Cain. And this testimony has come before my capital throne. And I, the Lord God, have issued a scroll of judgment that is carried on a very large sword and it shall impale their operations. And it is now hurled towards Texas and Mexico and the border by California, says the Lord of hosts this day. So you're getting the idea from prophecies two and three years ago. what is happening now. So these were given back then. We see all of this unfolding now. Now, let me go to, I'm going to jump to January 27, 2023, because we have to get to this dream. There are two doors, says the Lord in the Capitol. There are two doors in New York. There are two doors in Texas. There are two doors in California. There are two doors in Michigan. And which door leadership walks through shall determine their fate. For only those who have asked for eyes to see and ears to hear shall recognize the door I, the Lord, have opened. However, some shall walk through the door of perdition. The alluring aroma of power shall be their destruction. So that's interesting because this was at the beginning of 2023. This is before the indictments came down. And the Lord said, there are two doors in New York, two in Texas, two in California, two in Michigan. I think the leadership of New York right now has to take a good look at what's happening in Georgia and they are going to receive a double portion of destruction for what they have done. If they think Cuomo stepped down in shame, they have another thing coming. If they think that was shameful, just wait till the portion that they now have to eat of the rottenness they have put out. And we'll get more into that next week on part three of Eagle Pass and the Eclipse. But it's interesting that the Lord is pointing out two doors in New York, two doors in Texas, two in California, two in Michigan. Okay. Now, last one before we get to the dream. September 25th, 2024. Thus says the Lord, there shall be awe in your nation. A stampede of elephants and donkeys shall in this hour be seen as what is behind the inquiry is exposed, says the Lord. The timing of such things is crucial, my capital children. Watch the timing of a second inquiry, says the Lord, in the den of thieves, says the Lord. For Congress is a den of thieves, says the Lord, all robbing each other and robbing and stripping your nation. Congress shall be sifted if they refuse to operate in righteousness in this hour. I, the Lord, am watching, O Congress. Choose wisely in this hour. This was still when McCarthy was speaker. Choose wisely, O Speaker, for it shall be your seat if you do capital not set a foundation of righteousness and truth in this hour. For truth must capital be pursued, says the Lord. It must, that's capitalized. And those in position must pursue it or the serpent shall consume them and there shall be early retirement for many, says the Lord. Now, if we have the news article that I sent of Mitch McConnell, because this is exactly what this Yom Kippur word 
was talking about. Mitch McConnell will step down as Senate Republican leader in November after record run in the job. Congress is being sifted. Uh, they are being forced to step down now because the Lord and his power is coming in now. There is a, a, a I, I don't like to use the word shift a lot, but it is a shift, but it's a hard correction and adjustment. It's a hard adjustment that is happening right now. And this is why, because they're not choosing righteousness, the Lord is literally allowing them to be forced out. Okay, praise the Lord. Now, the dream. All right. This, in a way, has to do with what we're talking about. But this dream, I had February 21st. I had been sitting on it. I talked about it in Louisiana. But I'm going to talk about it here, too, because it's super important. But it happened February 21st, 2024. And I sat on it for about four days before I said a word about it publicly. But here's the dream. I was taken to a back area. Uh, I was handed $200, basically. And I was taken to the back area. And I was asked to help prepare a meal. I was not sure why I needed the $200, but I went to the area of preparation. The man in the dream, standing in the area where the meal was to be prepared, uh, very much resembled, I'll say, T.D. Jakes. So it, re it resembled him, okay? Dressed in all black. This man, his wife, maybe it was about 10 feet or so behind him. She was sitting in a, there was a row of chairs. She was sitting in that row. Uh, she was dressed in all black, but looking the other way. Uh, she looked unhappy. She looked quite unhappy, actually, as she was looking the other way. There was a long, narrow black table. And I was shown then by this man what would we would be using to prepare the meal. When I looked on the table, there was enormous maggots, creepy, crawly bugs, centipedes, and other type of insects, maggots this big. I'm not kidding you. They were this big crawling around the table, the biggest I have ever seen. Now, maggots feast on what is rotten and what is dead. That's what maggots feast on. Now, if you ever notice in your garbage in the summer, Maggots come because flies are attracted. Flies are attracted to the garbage. And maggots end up born in the garbage and the rottenness because of it. So I see all of this on the table. And I was given a metal instrument. It had a long handle and a round flat bottom. It was made of metal. And I was told to smooth, like smush and smooth the maggots and insects to make it into a filling so it was not recognizable what they were about to ingest. I'll say that again. I was given this instrument with the flat metal bottom, and I was told to smooth and smush the maggots and insects to make it into a filling so it was not recognizable what they were about to ingest, meaning the people. To feed the people. So they could not recognize the uncleanness they were consuming. And it looked like something edible. I was appalled and horrified. I immediately said, 
I will not do this. Where did he go? I'm giving him his $200 back. Now, the $200 represents certain leadership bribing others. So there's bribery involved in this too. But I said, where is he? I was so angry and horrified because he had disappeared. Where did he go? I wanted that uh, $200 out of my hand as fast as possible. uh, And I wanted no part of it. And when that happened, I woke up. Now, what does this mean? Now, like I said, the man resembled, okay, resembled T.D. Jakes, but it's so much bigger than whoever this man resembles. It's the spirit behind it. And we're going to get into that in a moment. But Exodus chapter 16, verses 18 through 21. This is, has to do with the manna. So God gives the manna. Man has to obey to consume the manna. Exodus 16, 18 through 21. When they measured it with an omer, he who had gathered much had no excess, and he who had gathered little had no lack. Every man gathered as much as he should eat. Moses said to them, let no man leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. And some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul, it bred maggots and became foul, and Moses was angry with them. So the manna, which is the good food from God, the nourishment from God, they're supposed to take that and obey the instructions of God in order to make sure that manna nourishes the people. But there are some who disobeyed, and they did not do what God told them to do with the manna, and in the morning they found it filled with worms and had a foul stench. So when the Lord provides, he gives instructions and he expects obedience. And those who disobey will find worms and a foul stench in what they're doing. Not that anyone's perfect because we all fall short of the glory of God, but those who willfully and continually disobey. So what does this represent? The table represents ministry. That is where people come to get fed. People come to the church to get fed. People get fed through ministry. The table was dark black. There was no light in it. Okay. The meal represents the word, the meat of the word. So when I was taken, we're going to prepare the meal. That's supposed to represent the meat of the word. Matthew chapter four, verses three through four. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So in other words, the enemy was saying to Jesus, take what's not meant for human consumption. Take this stone, which is not supposed to be eaten by people. And turn it into something you can eat. So that's what the enemy did there. Take what is inedible and make it edible. And he tempted Jesus when he was at his weakest, when he had been in that area 40 days and he was weak and he was tired and he hadn't eaten and he hadn't drank. And the enemy shows him something inedible and wants him to make it edible. So. They are not mixing maggots and bugs and defiled things into the meat. 
in the dream. They downright are replacing the meat of the word and substituting the meat of the word with this filth and with this defilement is what they're doing. Taking what is not meant for consumption and manipulating it into something people want to eat or can be allured into eating and deceived into thinking it's good for them when it does nothing more than defile them. The ministry that does these things, it doesn't matter what ministry it is, is totally defiled. Now, the man in the dream dressed in all black represents a faction of the shepherds of the church, but it's really the spirit that's behind it. The spirit behind it, the same spirit that tempted Jesus Christ to take what's inedible and turn it into something appealing and edible, the same spirit and flesh that caused Israel to disobey with the manna and it turned into worms and a foul stench. It's that spirit. In the dream, this man is wearing all black, right? And he may be known out there. But there was, it came as an angel of light. I was asked to help prepare a meal for the people. Sounds innocent, right? It's not innocent till you see, um, you know, behind the curtain what they're doing. So it comes as an angel of light. Oh, here's $200. Help us prepare a meal, right? So there's manipulation. There's bribery. They're using the love of money. I was very confused why they were giving me $200. I mean, I, I was like, what is this for, you know, in the dream now, but the motives of the heart in this, so it comes as an angel of light, innocently, let us prepare a meal. The motives of the heart are dark. So he is no longer mixing things with the meat and putting fillers in the meat. They have totally changed the meat and substituted it is what these factions of shepherds have done. So 1 Corinthians 5, verse 9 through 13. I wrote you in my previous letter not to associate with immoral people, not meaning the immoral people of this world or the greedy ones and swindlers or idolaters, for then you would have to get out of the world and in human society altogether. But actually, I have written to you not to associate with any so-called brother, meaning a Christian, a believer, not to associate with any so-called believer if they are sexually immoral or greedy or is an idolater or is a reviler, or is a drunkard, or a swindler. You must not so much as eat with such a person. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders, which is non-believers? Do not you judge those who are within the church? God alone sits in judgment on those who are outside the faith. Remove the wicked one from among you. That was Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. So it's not just about who this man resembles, you know, or this man. This is a faction of the church. This is a faction of the shepherds that are fooling the people and swapping out completely the meat of the word with what is unclean and defiled. Take a good look at all the people serving this meal. And where their alliances and their counsels and their agendas lie. Take a good look. Now, 
there's something interesting about the meal in itself because King Saul ate two significant meals during his kingship that we hear about. The one in 1 Samuel chapter 9, that meal Samuel had with Saul and was meant to elevate Saul to king. That meal was meant to solidify that he was going to become king. The second meal was towards the end of Saul's kingship in his life with the witch of Endor in 1 Samuel 28 that brought his demise. So the first meal was the meat, the prophetic word from Samuel going forth into him to nourish him, to take his kingship represented by the physical meal that him and Samuel had with the elders when he came looking for his father's lost donkeys. The second meal in 1 Samuel 28 was unclean and defiled. It was defiled by a medium who engaged in sorcery and necromancy and witchcraft and then put her hands on the food that would then go into King Saul and solidify his demise. Meals are important. Meals are important. Who you eat with is important. Meals can elevate you or they can bring your demise. Haggai chapter 2 verses 10 through 14. On the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, now, ask the priest concerning the law, saying, If one carries holy meat in the fold of his garment, and with the edge he touches bread or stew, wine or oil, or any food, will it become holy? Then the priest answered and said, No. And Haggai said, If one who is unclean because of a dead body touches any of these, will it be unclean? So the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. Verse 14, then Haggai answered and said, so is this people and so is this nation before me, says the Lord, and so is every work of their hands and what they offer there is unclean. Now, this spirit has worked its way into the church, right? But it worked its way into something else first and it decided to set its sights on the church. Okay, so this is what these forums want to do. The World Economic Forum, the Schwabs and the Noahs of this world. You see what this dream is revealing too is that part of the church has aligned with the globalist agenda and they are deceiving the people to feed them the globalist, pagan, defiled agenda. And part of the church has been recruited for this. Yes, I said recruited. They recruited them. They lured them in. They allured them in to enslave them, to get them to do their bidding, these shepherds. Mark 8, 36, for what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? There is no benefit doesn't matter if you gain the whole world, you lose your soul because you'll be burning for eternity. Now, the World Economic Forum. Let me tell you what's on their website. Insects are an overlooked source of protein and a way to battle climate change. Now, I don't know how me eating a grasshopper is going to warm or cool the freaking earth, but this is what these people are saying. Okay. 
The consumption of insects can offset climate change in many ways. We've been conditioned to think of animals and plants as our primary sources of proteins, namely meat, dairy, eggs or tofu, beans and nuts, but there's an unsung category of sustainable and nutritious protein that is yet to widely catch on, insects. Before you say yuck, hear us out. No, thank you, yuck, I'm done. That's all I need to hear, but we'll go on. Most of us aren't accustomed to regarding insects as food. But the nutritional difference between sources of protein is relatively small. Look what they're doing here. They're trying to rationalize it. For instance, plant proteins lack some essential amino acids that animal proteins possess. But the major differences between insect and other sources of protein exist largely in the cultural and environmental realm. They are trying in every way, spiritually, physically, emotionally, to make you ingest what is unclean and what is a substitute for the meat, for the physical meat, for the meat of the word, for the spiritual meat. A spiritual substitute. And if this agenda, which opposes Almighty God, can be made more palatable in the church, people will more easily accept it. If their pastor says it's okay and their pastor starts manipulating it and their pastor starts feeding it to them, making them believe it's good for them. I'm going to tell you something very interesting about sheep because I have two sheep on the sanctuary, Archie and Moses. Sheep have a very sensitive digestive system. And if I don't feed them a necessary diet, they will develop stones in their bladders. And they could die. They have a very sensitive system, sheep. And when you feed them the wrong thing, they can become quite ill quite fast. Second Samuel 3 1. Now, this is where I'm going to um go into a few minutes of this because I I know we're a little over an hour right now. So Second Samuel 3, 1. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. And David became steadily stronger while the house of Saul became steadily weaker. Now, why was that? David was feasting on the meat of the word and in communion with God. And Saul was trying to substitute the meat of the word with everything unclean and defiled, including going to a medium because God would not answer him because Saul would not repent. So Saul had the position without the anointing because the kingdom had been torn away from him when he tore Samuel's robe. David initially had the anointing without the position. So we see that as a picture right now, and what's going on in the nation and what's going on in the church. There are people right now in the church that are holding the position, but the kingdom and the anointing has been torn away from them because they have fed every foul, defiled, unclean thing to God's sheep. And they did it after God gave them the manna. And in their disobedience, they took it and they manipulated it. And it became a foul stench and worms. And they decided then to smush the worms so people couldn't see they were eating worms. 
into a feeling that looks delicious, but is going to do nothing but harm your mind, body, soul, and spirit. And David had the anointing without the position. Those are those coming up the ranks right now. They're anointed by God and God is poising them to take over ministries where the anointing has been torn away from the shepherd because the shepherd took what was clean initially and it became a foul stench and maggots occurred because they attracted the flies, the spiritual flies to the foul stench that got greater and greater. And those maggots came from that. And instead of cleaning it out and repenting and purging it, they said, let's take this and turn it into something that we can feed the people because they are on a chain. They are on a chain to the forums of this world. They have literally been put on a dog chain and are now being utilized by the forums and by the enemy to get the people to trust something defiled is actually good for them. And this is what's happening. And this is why you are seeing the greatest plumb line right now dropped between the shepherds and the showmen that we have ever seen. God is dropping that plumb line. He wants shepherds. He doesn't want showmen. He doesn't want those that just look good and sound good. And there is no depth to what they say. There is no depth to what they prophesy. There is no depth or meat to what they preach or teach. Everything is on the surface and everything moves in the direction of what is defiled. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of his mouth that defiles him. And that filling in that dream was meant to come out of the mouth of the shepherd in all its foulness in order for the people to consume it. And the showmen right now want to stand up there and look good and don't want to be amongst the people and really don't want to do what Jesus did, which is go out into the highways and the byways and, and pray for people and minister to them and touch their lives and literally go into strategic areas that they could be transformed for the Lord and taken away from territorial spirits that have completely ransacked and inhabited them. God is calling us to go into those areas right now. Conventions are nice for networking, but they do little to go into areas and take territories. And we as shepherds right now are meant to roll up our sleeves, get in that sheep pen, and it's dirty in there. I can tell you, I'm in there in my mucking boots in the morning, feeding everyone. It is dirty in there. It's a dirty place. Sheep can act up. They could try to headbutt. They could be unpredictable. And you have to be on guard, not only with them, but against predators that want to harm them. It's more than just a stage. It's about affecting change 
in the nation for the glory of God and raising that standard and being what God has called us to be in this hour. Salt and light and truth with precision like an arrow that pierces into the capitals of states right now and takes their leadership down. And this is what we're called to do. And God is calling the fivefold out deeper. And those that want to go don't want to go out deeper because they've been defiled, because they're feeding the people what's defiled, because to keep their empires, they have to stay in the shallow end. They have to keep up just saying certain things about certain people in order to get viewership. They will be left in a shallow puddle of nothingness by the end of this because God is calling the fivefold out deeper and we have to answer that call. We are supposed to be growing our entire Christian walk, moving away from the darkness and more towards the light. And these are the growing pains right now in order to get us there because we have to be there at an appointed time for God to do what he needs to do in the nation. And he's doing it to leadership too. They may want to take your tower they may want to take your companies. But really, what they want to take is your life and the life of your children. They have paid the money into the king's treasury for this, to do this. They are after your life because you know what they are. This is why you need the yoke of God on you, because that is the protection that comes to sustain your life. What happened in the book of Job? You could do everything but kill him. That was the order that was sent out by Almighty God. You can take all his stuff. You could take his, his wealth. You could take his cattle. You could take his sheep. You could take it all but you can't take him. And we're seeing that happen right now, but they are after your life. They don't want your assets as much as they want your life as a sacrifice to the spirits they serve to elevate them to a position that is not rightfully theirs. And that will be reconciled before God in this nation, in this hour, it will be reconciled in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Praise the Lord. Ooh, I heated up on that one. Oh my goodness. Well, I think this is where we're going to stop for this evening. Hold on. Yes, I have my Talit on. It's here. It's here. This one's a little clear. I have one that's a little more opaque that I might wear, but Pray about all this. This is going to go up on the blog. Pray about it. Test the spirit because it's the spirit behind this that is working in conjunction and has weaved together the church with the forums to make one strange creature that is strange fire before God. So pray on it and test the spirit. And we are going to be back on next week. 
I'm going to do part three of Eagle Pass in the Eclipse. There is so much there that is incredible that we will announce. It's either going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. So look for the announcement because we are going to delve into this because it is super important and crucial right now. We make some of these connections. So all glory be to God on that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, um, oh, I think of, we'll put up, uh, we'll put up, um, give a derm right now. This is Givaderm, and basically it is all natural skincare, and I use it, and I absolutely love it. It is one of the best I have ever used. It is food for your face. We get a lot of emails about what I use on my skin, and this is what I use. So you could go to arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners and use promo code ARC. 10. But you know what? It is all natural and you have to be careful what you put on your skin. Your skin is porous and it could seep into your bloodstream at some point. So it is important um, to, to put on your skin what nourishes it and heals it. Kind of like what we put in our soul. We have to put in our soul what nourishes it and what heals it, the word. The same way our body is a temple, we have to be careful what we put on our skin. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We love you. Chester's peeking in. There he is. He's right there. Hi, Chester. You want to come in for a minute? You want to you wanna send everyone out with mama? Come here. Come on. Oh, you want to come in to send everybody out with mama? Come here. Oh. Okay. There he is. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. Right, Chester, tell him, armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6. Psalm 91. I say it every single day over me, Chris, and our household. I encourage you to do the same. It's a powerful weapon. The word is a weapon. It is a sword. And we have to activate the word because it's living and active. Also, Psalm 34, 35, very powerful Psalms. The Lord's Prayer. Jesus taught his disciples to pray that way. We should be praying that way. Uh, and also... In Ephesians chapters one and three from the Believer's Authority, I quote those scriptures every day. If you need a copy of the Believer's Authority and you can't afford one, uh, you can email us at hello at arcofgrace-ministries.com and we would be happy to help you with that. So have a wonderful rest of your evening. We love you. And Chester says, keep the faith. Hello everyone, Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue, 
It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs in our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power i said no way and i don't know i said amanda what what did you do to him to <laughs> <laughs> so it's good